Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. The spirit of parkrun is all about getting out there, having fun, enjoying yourself and getting together. If you've given these timed 5k events a go, you really know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you're missing out on the best way to start your weekend. They take place in 2,000 parks across the world and they're absolutely free with almost a quarter of a million registered park runners across the globe. It's madness. But chances are I'm preaching to the converted. Today on The Irishman Abroad, Ireland's Queen of Athletics gives us her top five tips to get a faster time in your local parkrun. Now, Sonia, I do preface all of this by saying that that's not what parkrun is about. But I do feel there's a division, isn't there, between running a fast 5k and running a fast parkrun. It seems like they're two different things completely. Yes, they are. They are. I suppose they are and they aren't. <laughs> it's like the thing with parkrun is that even though they say it's not a race, it's a run, you know, and you don't kind of go as fast as you can at all costs. You're not supposed to like run over the top of people and <laughs> crash into people and, you know, get annoyed at people running with buggies alongside you and dogs. Yeah. It's all inclusive. But a lot of people out there, they all want to know how their time. So everybody is competitive, you know, mm. with themselves at, at least. And then, you know, to, to be... I suppose to get that faster time, then you're competitive with those around you. Yeah, and the course. So it's kind of the, balancing the, it, you know. Yeah. Not, you know, because the thing is, park run, they're not all 5K either. The, yeah, and they're so some, different. Yes, yeah, some might be a little bit longer, some might be a little bit shorter, some are flatter, some are higher. You know, there's so much variation out there. I mm-hmm. think for me, the, the big thing with the park run is how it kind of introduces you to new places to run in, you know, when you're traveling and you don't know where to run. But if you look up, oh, is there a park run near me? Then there's generally going to be some bit of running over 5K that you can you know, include in your run or go and explore. Yeah, I mean, that's so true, um, particularly for the Irish abroad now who are going, I don't, I don't know, I've never done one of these. There probably is one near you, wherever you are. And certainly when I'm touring with the stand-up, you just I know that this weekend I'm going to be in Edinburgh and I'll definitely be doing the Edinburgh Park Run if you want to join me. Later on in the show, I'll be talking about the meetup run that we did in the Phoenix Park on Sunday, 18k at a luxurious pace. A load of you guys showed up. We'll go around the parishes later on to see what you guys have been running. But that is that is it. So is gathering, being together and, you know, finding your tribe wherever you are. People that agree that this is a fun thing to do in a great way to start your weekend but all that put to one side right let's put all that to one side the fact that it's timed gives you the opportunity to check your fitness level and check how you're progressing if uh, we we get don't let the the competitiveness get toxic it's a very useful gauge yeah it can definitely help you know with determining what pace you should be running for different runs during the week if you're doing a long run or if you're doing an interval session or threshold run you know it's a bit of a benchmark where you can go and find out where you're currently at and then and then work your your daily runs around that and to give everyone a little bit of purpose Mm, yeah so it's it's definitely worth you know going out there and giving a park run a good go to find out where you're at Mm. but then i think you know you probably 
don't need to be out there every week, you know, kind of opening the oven door to check yeah. where am I at now. So is that Sometimes. your tip, your first tip for running a faster one of these to not try and run a fast one of these every single time? I think so. I mean, I think you do see people who are out there trying to beat their PB every week. And that's, you know, their sole purpose of going to the park run. But you're going to be disappointed if you try to do that, because it's unlikely that you're going to keep getting faster if that's the main goal of the week or the fastest effort that you do all week. People will keep improving over a certain amount of time, but then they'll plateau out. And that's where you have to use the benchmark of where you're at to try and help yourself to improve if you, if you want to do a faster park run. So why is it so counterproductive to try and run the fast one each each week you go down there? Like, I've definitely fallen into the trap. I know I've done it myself where you, you, you get on a run of knocking a couple of seconds off and you think, I'll knock another second off next week. What is the real risk of that? Like, why are you advising people against that in the kind of bigger sense? Because... You can't, like, if you're just out there giving a, you know, going hard every week, then you you just get to a point where you can't improve anymore without working on different areas of your fitness. Mm. And I suppose in a way it's a method of educating people about the benefits of training and different paces of training and different types of runs throughout the week. I know there's probably plenty of people who go to the park run and they just go for a few runs here and there. And then turn up and do the park run. And that's their fastest effort of the week. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a shock to the system every Saturday morning. Mm. Um, it's a bit like if, you know, now if you were going swimming in the sea and you only went in once every week, then every time you go in, it's a shock to the system. Whereas if you go in a few times a week, then you become a little bit more acclimatized to it. And you start to be able to feel out like what you can cope with. Mm. And then you manage that and then you, you boost your fitness levels and you you know, as you boost your um, level of like training, the impact of training on you. Um, so you're, you're improving your fitness. You're, by doing that, you're able to improve your speed. And, you know, it's not all about going out and running fast efforts, but mainly about improving your aerobic capacity because, you know, a 5K run is not a sprint. So let me ask you this then before we get off this first tip. So I know there's a bunch of listeners out there at the moment trying to break 20 for 5K, which is like a benchmark I get for a lot of people or whether you're trying to break 22, whatever it is, trying to break 24, whatever you've decided your ceiling is, the target. Should you say one truly max effort park run is what you're chasing once a month? Is it literally, should you have that rule of thumb i'm only going to try my absolute best at this once a month or is that just an arbitrary number i've plucked from the air yeah i mean once a month is probably a good i suppose few weeks break between every hard effort i mean you could depending i mean sometimes you could go every two weeks and then sometimes you might not go you know once every six weeks uh, a lot of that will depend on your schedule not everybody can go to a park run every week. Mm. So maybe they only go every few weeks. So it depends on how committed you are to turning up at the park run and how important it is in your week. Mm. Well, uh, and if you're doing the same one over and over again, or if you're doing a variety of them, um, you know, if you, if you do the same park run over and over again, then you're kind of limiting your 
ability to improve greatly each week. Yeah. But if you go around and you experience different park runs, you'll find that, you know, some will be faster, some will be slower for lots of different reasons. And so it just challenges you in a different way and you're not comparing the same thing every week. Well, we are also talking about burnout here, and uh, that is what, what we're all trying to avoid in overrunning or overdoing too many efforts and uh, observing the 80-20 split between 80% of your week being done at an easy pace and 20 at a at a good, quick uh, effort. And in that way, it gives me an opportunity to just flag for everybody that for the first time in 10 years of Irishman Abroad, we will be taking a month off. <laughs> The month of July, <laughs> actually going to take wow, a break, an actual <laughs> holiday, Sonia. Can you believe it? Wow. I know. And, you know, you kind of got to practice what you preach that, you know, what you're saying in this first point here, about don't tr- don't try and break the world record every single time. It, the benefits of not doing that and actually taking the break, I'd imagine I'm just going to feel uh, after that four weeks is over. Uh, So I really appreciate all of you understanding that there's a need for a month off in the year and we will come back with gusto after that four week period. Uh, That doesn't mean that I won't be keeping an eye on our Strava group. There's another long run planned for July 9th in Phoenix Park and I might throw in a few other park runs around the country depending on where we wind up on our holidays. Tip number two, Sonia, what is your second tip for people looking to run a faster park run? I think tip number two is to turn up early and warm up and get yourself ready to run, particularly if you're going to run a fast one. If you're just turning up to go for a run, then you can turn up late. But I think if you want to try and run a fast one, then I think you should turn up and prepare as if you're turning up for a race. Right. And, you know, ignore the, um, the, the what do you call them? Oh, the race director. Park run director. The run director. It's not a race. Yeah. It's not a race. Not a race. Run director. <laughs> so the park run director each week, sometimes it changes in different park runs and, you know, people, they do a great job of it. But I think you have to ignore when he says it's not a race <laughs> because you're preparing like it is a race. <laughs> And but you still you need to look after everybody around you and not run over the top of people or, you know, cause chaos out there. But I think if you're going to try and go for a fast time, then you might as well prepare for it. Like, you know, you like warm it, up, yeah. you do a few strides and you're ready to go. And this, this is like to me, this is the biggest, biggest tip of all. I I just I remember realizing oh yeah 3k warm-up <laughs> this is gonna be so much better if my body is fully awake and ready to run and it seems like such a no-brainer but because it's so early in the morning particularly if you're in the uk where someone had the harebrained idea of putting this thing on at nine o'clock rather than nine thirty, which is the irish time that we all agree is a far better time you you do. It is hard to get down there early, Sonia. So describe to me what when you say that warm up should look like. Describe to me what you think for the average runner, uh, a substantial enough warm up to produce your best park run time looks like. Uh, well, I think you need to give yourself about half an hour. Um, I think 
you know, if you're going to a race, you might turn up an hour before. But I think for a park run, you can, if you turn up half an hour before, you'll find that it's pretty quiet and you can, you know, get yourself prepared. So I think you can, if you know the course, then you'll know if there's a small loop that you can do or if you're going to do an out and back or maybe there's a different part of the park that you can run all together. And I would jog for 10 to 15 minutes. Right. Um, nice and easy. And, you know, depending what time of year it is, um, will be will depend on if you're wearing extra clothes and you've got to take them off and put them somewhere or if you're just turning up in your shorts and singlet and you're pretty much ready to go because it's not that cold out. And then you can, so you can do your jog, then you can come back, you can, you might need to go to the bathroom, um, and then you can do a few strides, and then you're nice and relaxed as everybody's called to the start line, and there's no rushing around. So mm-hmm. I think the main thing is that you don't get yourself in a kind of a stressed state where you feel like you're rushing, and you know, you're racing to get to the start line on time. Um, and, and the easiest way to do it is if you know your park run and you know good place to park, um, you know if you're going to be have to go back to the car again before the start or if you can just head off and do your warm up and then be ready to go. So funny that the fastest park run I've ever done came when I forgot my barcode and had to race back to the house, <laughs> drive right down to, to, and park miles away from where I usually park and run from the car to the start line and take off. Weird kind of panic uh, run that produced the fastest one I've ever done, which is obviously counterintuitive that this this makes a lot of sense and probably leads into your third tip I have a feeling I know what the third tip is going to be uh, well yes I suppose when you're taking your time and you're not stressed and you're not rushed when the whistle or the gun or the signal goes off to start the park run then you don't start too fast hmm. that you have to hold back and let all those people who are screeching off at the start of the race let them get away and you know you just have to have confidence in yourself that you're running within yourself for the first two kilometers and then you're going to start feeling really good for the third kilometer and then you're going to start passing people as you so hard to do why is that because there's so much excitement and adrenaline on the start line that people generally just take off way too fast and no matter how hard you try not to you're still going to be way too fast but i think it's a good idea to have a little check you know normally about one kilometer you'll get a little beep from your watch and it'll tell you what pace you're going and i think that's when you need to assess okay is this too fast is this is this right right pace or i mean hopefully it's not too slow Mm. um but more often than not everybody starts too fast no matter how hard they try not to and it's just to be able to adapt to that. I mean, if you go way too fast in the first 400 meters, then it'll be very difficult to recover from that. And you'll definitely pay for it later oh, on. Oh, mercy. We've all been there. <laughs> I mean, do you, when's, when's the last time you did that uh, at a park run where you, you really like you like you still make that mistake, right? It's not just us normies that are doing this. And if anyone and everyone is prone to this. Yeah, I mean, I make that mistake all the time if I don't specifically set out to run at a steady pace no matter what you go too fast and it's just how you adapt to that and how you recover so that you can finish off the run um, 
the worst feeling for me is when you start off and you're going the first 2k and it feels really easy and then you get to 3k and it feels really hard and you think oh no this is not going to be fun this last 2k now (laughs) (laughs) and it's a bit of a battle and you start to feel it in your quads and that's the worst thing when you when you feel it in your quads i think that's the thing that really gets me Mm. um and then i know it's going to be a struggle yeah so and, and it's always it's difficult, you know, if you've kind of been away from the parkrun for a while, uh, which I have been now, so I need to kind of get myself back in a bit of a routine. And and for me, it's often I'll go and do the parkrun and I'll find that it was way harder than it should be. And that's when I realize, okay, I've got to get myself in some regular running routine here now so that I can actually make myself feel good and be able to go and run a parkrun at a controlled and a steady pace, at like a threshold type pace. And you can't, it's very hard to do that if you're a little bit unfit, a little bit short of running fitness. Um, it's very hard to feel good even at a threshold type pace because you're not conditioned to do that. Mm. Um, but if you take, and it can take three or four weeks to get yourself in that state where you actually can feel the pace that you're going and be in, in control of what you're doing and you're not just fighting the battle, you know, most of the way from the middle of the park run to the finish. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch in this, like you've you've hit on a bunch of things there. We've got our first three tips, though, from Sonia Sullivan on how to run your fastest park run. The first being don't always try to run your fastest park run. The second one, just to recap, warm up for 30 minutes beforehand. And the third being don't start too fast. is like is there like I'm going to throw in a couple of mine after we've got all five of yours, because I feel like just as in our parenting podcast on the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network, Tina is the Sonia Sullivan of child behavior. She she knows the ins and outs and the intricacies of it and why such a thing is happening. And I'm very much the fellow with, with just fresh eyes on this thing. I feel like one of the best ways to run your fastest park run is to pick a fast park run course. You can be doing all of the warming up you like, but if the course you're on has an absolute whore of a hill in the middle of it, you're not going to run a fast park run. Now, there are some really fast ones around, isn't there, Sonia? What would be the fastest one you've ever been to? And what are the ones that you (laughs) have found yourself on and you've thought, oh, Jesus, this is not going to be a fast time today? Yeah, I think in in Australia the Marbonong Park Run is pretty fast, and but then again it could be windy and it would be not so fast. So you have to get your um, the conditions need to be right. But generally the surface and the elevation is what determines if it's fast or not. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean Bushy Park in London is relatively fast. I mean people have run pretty fast there, but it is kind of cross-country style and yeah. it's mostly off-road um, and, and it's also really busy um, so generally the park runs that would be on a bike path are pretty fast um, I've run a few hilly park runs I've run this one local one I do in Oregon um, the Rock Creek Trail Park Run that's, I wouldn't think that's very fast it's generally a gradual uphill on the way out to a turnaround point and then there, it is a nice 
downhill on the way back. But if you've gone too hard on the way out, then your legs are fairly cooked and you feel it on the way back in. Um, So, yeah, those would be the extremes. Now, the thing is, some people, you know, their closest park run is not a very fast one. So then what they would be looking at doing is maybe trying to run their best on their course. Mm. So it's like a personal best on, on their local course. And you can do that as well by, you know, using your current fitness to then plan out your paces for your long run, for threshold or a interval session during the week. And then, you know, to come and do a park run at threshold pace. That's such a great feeling to do that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Have you ever done that? Um, no, I don't think I have. But I, I think that uh, it's just been a result of where I live. As you say, sometimes you're just stuck with what you got. But I have seen this an awful lot on Strava as well, people including the park run within a bigger uh, run. And it, I mean, it must feel amazing, does it? Oh, it's great because you're doing a bit of a run with an effort in it and you're doing it with people around you and you're not going as fast as you can. So mm. you're feeling very much in control of the pace that you're going and you know you just get carried along at this nice pace that's you know below your fastest effort so you can enjoy it. Well, uh, before we get tip number four off you, speaking of enjoyment, I was in Clonee for the Clonee 10K. Shout out to Dunboyne Athletic Club for putting on what is the most pizza-fueled 10K event I've ever been to. Absolutely perfect conditions, if a little bit muggy, on a very flat course with Ronan Wogan down there with the start line and all the rest and the T-shirts. He was there letting the gun off and letting people go. And a really fun evening of running. Met a bunch of Irishmen abroad, listeners down there. Shout out to everybody at the Grasshopper. My uncle's pub, Sonia, sponsored the thing. Even got to meet my uncle before it, have dinner there, and then come <laughs> back for the pizza party afterwards. Absolutely brilliant event that I thoroughly recommend. And if I'd had known that this thing was on sooner, I would have arranged it for it to be some sort of meetup for the Irishman running abroad group. We'll definitely have to do that next year. If you want to recommend your local run, if you'd like your club event to be one of our meetups, all you have to do is email irishmanabroadpodcast at gmail.com or contact me on the WhatsApp number in the info below this podcast. And I'll set it up. I mean, maybe it'll be perfect. We'll get a whole gang to come out and we'll meet up. And now that Sonia's around for Ireland's fittest family, maybe we'll get you down there too. Sonia, how, how are you feeling running wise? You say you're still on a little bit of a rest. Yeah, I've, um, I did something to my calves there during, well, when I was in Oslo last week. I was, you know, running around the lake and it was a lovely place to run and I was actually feeling pretty good. And then my calf kind of started to tighten up a little bit. Right. So I had to walk back and that's never a good feeling. So never. then from that point on, I was just trying to, you know, get myself to a state where I could walk comfortably without any pain, which it actually didn't take too long to do that. But it just meant that I couldn't keep testing it to see if it was okay or not. Mm. Uh, I did a little bit of walk in jogging last week and, you know, it wasn't quite right. So I'm actually going to go and see Vinnie Mulvey this week and check in with him and see if he can, you know, as well start me from scratch and build back up at least to, you know, being able to park run fitness 
would be nice. Mm. Well, we'll get Vinnie Mulvey on for the second half of this show. Uh, come over to Patreon to hear Vinnie Mulvey's top five tips for running your best and fastest park run. But before we go, Sonia, let's get number four off you. What's your fourth tip? Well, this is a kind of a, a strange one now and people will be saying, what? So I would say <laughs> go and do a hilly park run and take yourself away from the flat, easy park runs right. and go and do one that's a little bit more hilly, maybe a little bit just, well, I suppose, one that's a bit different than your regular park run. Mix it up. Because if you keep doing the same stuff over and over again, then you do get bored of it, tired of it you fall into a pattern of running at a similar pace. Whereas if you mix it up a little bit and then you come back to your own park run, then you, there's a good chance that you will run better and you'll feel better because you'll be back in your comfortable environment again, but you'll be after testing yourself over a more challenging course. So I would tell people, particularly over the summer months, you know, go drive a little bit. I mean, you probably don't have to go too far to find another park run close to you and I'm sure most of you know this but when you're on the website and it is you go to the page about the course and then there's a little section it will sell tell you other park runs near you and it'll tell you how far away to the next closest park runs and you know early in the morning on a Saturday most are about 20 minutes away mm. and you know you can get to another park run and sometimes it's just make worth making the effort Maybe make a, a morning of it, go somewhere different, go to the park run, stop off in a nice cafe on the way home. Because the thing is, you can generally get to these things pretty quick. But then when you're coming back afterwards, there's a bit the traffic. People are more, there's more people up and about and the traffic can start to build. Yeah. And so it'll take you a bit longer to get back. Um, so then you might as well pick somewhere where you might stop off and, you know, have a coffee or a, a breakfast or, you know, something. Yeah, make an make event out of it. A worthwhile, a worthwhile adventure, you know, see it as an adventure. It's not just a 5K park run. Maybe bring along, you know, your some of your family and they might have, maybe they're not running, but they might find something interesting for them to do as well that ties in with the park run. Lovely. I love it. Uh, it also brings back us back full circle to what the whole thing is about. It is about the experience of being down there. The fast part of it is what we're focusing on today. The community part of it is the centre of what Irishman running abroad is. That's why we've got the singlet from Ronan Wogan Sports. You can get the Irishman running abroad singlet for 2023 there now the book that i'd recommend on this subject of running fast 5ks is pete mcgill's fast 5k 25 crucial keys and four training plans for running your fastest 5k that's available absolutely everywhere and was a big help when i was trying to break 20 uh, god it seems like so long ago now but it's not that long ago it's just over a year ago that i did that with the help of Sonia. Come on over to Patreon and you can get access to the full training plan that she gave me to do just that. It's all over there on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. And as Sonia says, there's more than just five tips here today from her. There's a good few more to come <laughs> and a chat with Vinnie Mulvey on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Eamon Cochran on his way to a major 
title for the first time in his life. The champion of the world. Imagine you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress.